Thank you for joining us at Cocoa Pod Now Podcast. I'm Jonathan Athens. Joining us to talk about traditional Cocoa Pod dolls, Joe Rodriguez, Cocoa Pod Museum Director, and Ulysses Heredia, Curator for the Cocoa Pod Museum. Tell me a little bit about these dolls. Well, we received these, these uh, well, dolls in particular are uh, one of the uh, cultural uh, craft that has been uh, ongoing since uh, we, the, our tribe has come across needle and thread fabric and uh, through uh, colonialism that's been passed through with, you know, all these different types of uh, uh, textiles and, and hence, uh, of course, uh, children prior to had dolls but made out of clay and or you know uh, plant-based uh, hair and body whatever but um, once uh, fabric had come into play and then uh, it became much more uh, easier to make and and uh, also the the uh, aspect of selling them people took a liking to it and it became a, a, an economic uh, venture for them a micro business if you will and so at the same time, you know, this is part of our culture. We also have this inside of our collections, and uh, we have a few. And uh, the ones we have here in front of us, uh, something that we like to cover some history on that as well. Talk about the uh, cultural significance of these two particular dolls that I believe someone very close to you made. Yes. Uh, uh, the, story, the story goes that uh, we had uh, someone... Uh, that had worked with the tribe uh, some years back had these were given as gifts and uh, they in turn returned them to us stating that they had want these back with the originators and uh, of course uh, upon looking upon them and the names that went with it oh this is so and so this is so and different items and these dolls were made by my uh, grandmother's sister Mary Coyote and uh, and I said, wow, you know, that, that's really, really neat because it has a connection to me, and, you know, plus uh, quite a few of the rest of the family on, on her side, all her children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. This is uh, history and uh, something that's still uh, around, and uh, they can see, you know, the, the skill level of, of her uh, craftsmanship. And we were admiring it this uh, yesterday, myself and um, Ulysses and a few other people said, look, you know, this is some detail put into this that's, you know, not uh, not common. You know, because uh, when you get smaller, the scaled down version. You know, you you try to make shortcuts, uh, so it makes it a little difficult to try to uh, replicate uh, life size. And um, but this one is painstakingly taking uh, a really a real good job uh, making these dolls. And let's just talk about these dolls as part of the Cocopa collection at the museum. Uh, right now, we have some dolls for display at the at the museum. These ones are being taken care of uh, in the collection room. Um, uh, what can I say? Uh, we I made sure that they are kept safe, and uh, I try to clean them up a little bit if they have like little um, pieces of fabric here and there, uh, so that they can really uh, preserve their um, I don't know their their beautiful looks, their beautiful craftsmanship. Um, as Joe was saying, um, the, it's very detailed. They are both very detailed. They show jewelry. They show uh, traditional attire like a uh, ribbon uh, dress, a uh, ribbon dress, or a ribbon shirt, even ribbon pants. 
Yeah, even the significant, also including the turban, that's not mm -hmm. very pop, uh, common that you see that. Yeah, uh, in this case we have a male bell here, uh, but what it, it would be considered to be a, a male doll, and in this case it is wearing a turban. And the, even the turban, the turban, the fabric uh, has some detail. It's it has like uh, either leaves or feathers. So also um, maybe we could get a close up of all the details, but even the turban has details as well. <laughs> Before this podcast, they did a little research, the Smithsonian and their collection of Native American dolls, the teaching guide. Mm -hmm. And the teaching guide talks about that dolls were not just for children to play, but they were actually for children to learn about life because dolls represented life in miniature. Mm. Talk a little bit about that. Well, just like um, I'm the, the term uh, escapes me now, but it's it's more of a the training pattern for uh, uh, children as just as you have with dolls uh, that uh, that that connect connection with uh, mothers and their children, and at the same time, you know how you know they can uh, give lessons in the, in the way how well the responsibilities of the father, responsibilities of mother, and the children's responsibilities, and so all of this comes together in this little cycle. And um, that is then patterned uh, onto dolls, so that as uh, children grow up, then life life lessons are passed on to them, so that as they grow up, they already have all this information and uh, already learned it at a young age, uh, has as replicated through dolls that, that would give uh, you know just a tangible tangible uh, connectivity to uh, these lessons that are passed on. Also. Something curious is that uh, the skin colors vary a lot as well. Well, I'm guessing also depending on the fabric that were available. But in this case, uh, we see like a, a brown, but we also have uh, more like a mocha. Yeah, or even yeah, white, yeah. white fabric. So they vary in. Uh, I don't know what we what would be like almost like a skin color diversity basically. Mm -hmm. Representing life, the diversity of life as well. Yep. And that's going to do it for us for now. You can find Cocoa Pop Video Podcasts exclusively on our YouTube channel. And our audio podcasts can be heard on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and all major platforms. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.